0: Left trailing three, good protection. Pass the right goes, oh, touchdown. Tampa Bay. Oh, Jay Howard, fired him in and What a play! Welcome back into the Bucks Nation podcast. I'm your host Jason Curtis. We are concluding the 2020 Commissioner's Corner fantasy football season with our exit interview special series with some of the guests that we've had on the show this season. Today, I am joined by my good friend, Corey Lentini, known in tight fantasy circles as the owner of Third Street Hooligans. Welcome back to the show, Corey. How you doing tonight? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm in Savannah, Georgia this week. It's actually pretty nice doing a little workcation. So we are recording here from Savannah, Georgia, having a really good time. Thanks for jumping on the show. This is your official exit interview of the 2020 fantasy season. Are you ready? <laughs> Yes. So the first question is going to be about your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are Super Bowl 55 champions, man. It's long time coming, 18 years. Which yeah. Bucs player would you say is your favorite fantasy player of the year?
1: It would either be Tom Brady or uh, Ronald Jones. Just based on the value of them, they both were pretty cheap comparatively so uh
0: yeah from a fantasy know. value absolutely yes. i mean tom brady wasn't even picked up in most leagues he sat on the waiver wire no i i drafted him you did draft him see yeah, that's good I, insight I'm, there you go
1: i'm a i'm a i'm a late drafter though of quarterbacks and he was available and he had all those weapons thought it was he was gonna have a good year at least so yeah, yeah I, I think i'd go tom brady
0: It was a little different how he handled the ball and how we originally assumed Mm -hmm. it. I mean, we did our our proof of concept podcast, me, and you and uh, Evan and a couple and Mm -hmm. uh, our friend Tom, and we were talking about how he's going to do that sprinkling around Mm -hmm. and definitely getting, uh, you know, it's not going to be long bombs. It's not going to be. And then, holy crap, what did he do? He started surprising us with these 30, 40 yard bombs to Scotty Miller, Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski. I mean, it was just absolutely ridiculous all season. Uh. So that was actually a, a very good pick to be able to pick him up, probably in rounds uh, eight, nine or ten mm-hmm. uh, late in the draft. I think so. I got
1: him. Yeah, I definitely got him late like that. Eight, nine, ten, maybe even eleven.
0: Oh, yeah. Devin Mine White
1: was, was a monster if you had an individual defensive. There players. you go.
0: Yeah, that was yes. a really good one. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, we talked about that yesterday on yesterday's show with Corey Bushling, uh from the Fantasy Stock Exchange, and he actually brought up Devin White was the star Mm -hmm. of super bowl 55. He's been the leader. He's been the captain of that Mm -hmm. defense all season long. He is definitely someone you want to play for. Let's go ahead and get into our next question. What were your biggest takeaways from the 2020 fantasy football season?
1: Uh, the sure number one pick guy can just break your heart.
0: (laughs) Christian (laughs) McCaffrey. There you go. Ouch.
1: Uh, That was painful,
0: man. And he came back like one
1: game, did well, but then got that, that thigh bruise, and he was just over for the year.
0: Well, I mean, I and had the top just... five pick this year in in both leagues that you and I are in, and uh, I I picked up Michael Thomas. And as much as I should have gone with a running back, Michael Thomas did get me to the championship round last year, so I kind of figured it'd be a repeat year, but nope, shot me in the foot as well. So we, we both yeah. got a little... Uh, A little ding there to begin with the season.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Your guy got hurt and then went crazy. So
0: Christian McCaffrey, unfortunately, that was just a really Mm -hmm. bad job overall. And, and, and obviously, you know, it, it comes to think, you know, what's going to happen in 2021. So we'll talk about that in just a second. Let me go ahead and get into this other, this next question. I'm talking key highlights here for 2020. So this is the big thing. This is what you remember the most of the 2020 season what do you what do you remember the most
1: for me i think it was
0: uh justin jefferson from
1: the vikings yeah how he just came on the second half of the season and just blew it up
0: lit it up yeah
1: yeah that was that was great because i mean he was a rookie uh that was probably my favorite thing to see and kind of like oh where does he go next year yeah.
0: yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think he's definitely going to find himself taken no later than the second round. I mean, if you're going to go running back wide receiver, that would probably be it. It'd probably be some like Saquon or it'd be uh, someone like Clyde Edwards, the e uh, and then followed mm-hmm. by uh, someone like a Justin Jefferson or Stephon Diggs, uh, obviously going mm-hmm. in the second or even potentially the third round. My, my biggest highlight was Ronald Jones' 99-yard run mm-hmm. uh, against Carolina. That was just such a monster. Now, I had Ronald Jones in both leagues, so I was playing him. I had a lot yeah. of faith in Rojo, and that's why I was significantly uh, depressed throughout most of the season because he wasn't being utilized. Yeah. I mean, he was getting like sprinkling 10, 12, maybe 15 points, you know, on a big week, but huge week on that 99-yard run against mm-hmm. Carolina. And that that was my biggest highlight of the fantasy season. Good highlights all around, man. It was yeah, a good no, it no. was a fun season. I mean, we had a lot of a little trials and tribulations dealing with COVID and suspended games. And I remember we were all getting pissed off and bent out of shape about, you know, games getting postponed and what the hell are we gonna do with you know, you can't bench the whole damn Steelers squad. So what the hell are we gonna yeah. do here? Um it was kind of funny. And and me being a commissioner, I'm like, I just run the Facebook page, man. <laughs> <laughs> everything else is automated i don't even do anything so lay off me it was uh, it was kind of funny <laughs> this whole year has been a blur with covid yeah all right hey cory let's go ahead and take a quick break i gotta pay some bills when we return we're gonna talk keepers draft picks we're gonna talk mm-hmm. team dsts you're listening to the bucks nation podcast commissioner's corner fantasy football series mm-hmm. we'll be right back Hey, Buck Station! Welcome back in. I'm your host, Jason Curtis. and You are listening to the Special Commissioner's Corner Fantasy Football Exit Interview Series. Today, I'm joined by my friend, Corey Lentini. Corey, I want to go ahead and start talking about Team DSTs. I don't think they get credit from a fantasy perspective and most people probably don't like to play Team DSTs. You start with 10 points. I mean, what's to hate about Team DST? I mean, if you get a good team, a solid team, and early, you know, I usually go for a team, defense somewhere around the 10th or 11th round because you kind of want to hit those points uh, because people are going to start taking them late in the, you know, 10th, 11th round and starting around there. What was your favorite team defense of 2020? We're talking most consistent, high scoring, well-rounded team defense.
1: So for me, it was the Steelers early, you know, the first half of the season, they were lights out. They clearly, you know, they they tapered off at the end of the year and actually kind of stumped at some there, point. But, uh, you know, I think they lost a couple of their guys. Bud Dupree went down, so they didn't have edge rushers on both sides. But uh, And then the offense wasn't playing well, so they were probably on the field more. Uh, ben was throwing picks, and they were just, you know, turning the ball over. But they were awesome. And I'm not an early – defense picker so uh and, and they just paid off for the first half of the season great
0: what what round do you usually go for a team defense right
1: around quarterback so anywhere from eight to twelve.
0: Eight to twelve yeah, yeah. i probably like 10 is my benchmark if i if i if i'm good with where i'm you know as far yeah. as depth that uh, if i got my quarterback and i got my starters and i got my two two running backs and two wide receivers i'm definitely gonna go team defense the 10th round So the Steelers scored, uh, according to ESPN, 147 fantasy points on the season. The number one team defense was the Rams with 159 fantasy points. They were the top dogs on team defense. Uh, They finished strong, man. They finished Mm -hmm. really strong uh, heading into the playoffs. Yeah, the next team up, we actually had the Colts at 141 fantasy points. Then we had Washington at 127 fantasy points. Tampa took number seven. Still top 10 defense, top 10 defense, seventh with 111 fantasy points to round out the year. And again, that is only considering the regular season, 17 weeks, not including the playoffs. So obviously that that as they headed into the, to the playoffs, it, it turned out to be a lot more, especially if you played them in the playoff challenge or DFS, uh-huh. that defense was lights out, especially against New Orleans, which was a huge game for Tampa.
1: Vita Vea there was, the, I think, the key. Him coming back at the end of the season.
0: Oh, huge, huge, yeah. absolutely huge for him to come back and and be able to play lights out. Uh, you know, wouldn't he come back? Week 16, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. Just for him to round out that end of that season and go into the playoffs. Or 17, it meant, whatever. It, it last meant season a, yeah, it, it absolutely meant a world of difference for that Tampa Bay Buccaneers mm-hmm. defense. And Todd Bowles really helped bring and elevate that secondary. We talked about it with Corey Bushland as well. That secondary mm-hmm. really has significantly improved, uh, especially since last year, but definitely over the course of this year. Let's get into our next question. Heading into 2021, you're on a keeper league. What what player is your keeper heading into 2021?
1: I I don't like McCaffrey because he burned me this year in two leagues. Because I had the number one pick in two different leagues, and or no, I had number one in one, and then a keeper league where I had him from last year, and he just you know, I got Mike Davis in one of the leagues, so it was okay for most of the year. But the other league, there. I was I was I was down a running back, like a good running back. So I like Dalvin, uh, okay. but I would I good would keeper. maybe go. I think I would I would go wide receiver if I had a good one. Uh you know, most of them held up throughout the season, most of the good ones. you know, Julio was out at the end, but Julio's always out at the end. and uh you know, your boy Michael Thomas was the other disappointment, but the rest of them all kind of hung in there tough.
0: Well, we had, uh, you, you know, when you're in a keeper league, you typically forego your first round draft pick. Mm-hmm. So most people will go running back in the first round. Mm-hmm. So if you did not have a keeper, which I'm actually in a keeper league and you're not required to keep a uh, have a keeper as much as I think the commissioner wants to push you to keep a keeper. Uh, if you don't select one, you do get a first pick. So, uh, mm-hmm. y- you obviously get a little bit more of you get a better picking, I guess, you know, the, uh, but heading into the first round, you will probably want to go running back. At least that's what I would think. You know, Corey Bushland went with cam acres hands down. He said that was his uh, go-to guy for 2021 thinks he's definitely going to be a Marshall Falk type of running back heading into 2021 from a fantasy perspective. He is very high on Cam Akers. Absolutely. Yeah. He's very high. I actually questioned Alvin Kamara, just given the quarterback situation. I don't know if they're going to heavily lean on him in 2021 or if, or if he could not be leaned on as much and could be more of an average running back. So I think just because of the question marks, hanging over the quarterback situation when Taysom Hill is in the points. We're not favoring Alvin Kamara, but Alvin Kamara was also not playing as much either due to injury. So, you know, and, and, and Corey brought that up. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Travis Kelsey. I mean, I brought that up yesterday with Corey and I said, Travis Kelsey, just for the simple fact that every other tight end is crapping the bed. And if you go into 2021, Expecting to have a good tight end if you want to lean on something like that, but it it depends on how you build your roster. If you're building it around your wide receivers and your flex and your your tight end, then you know potentially right. So, and especially if you're doing full point PPR and and dealing with you know bonus points for yardage, that might might drive your selection.
1: I like that he mentioned like someone like Cam Akers because that is one of those things of fantasy football is that. You can't play on last year. You have to be a little bit like predictive. You know, you have to. Who's you have the, the next path guy? In a
0: way, yeah, you got to be able to definitely look forward.
1: Who's, who's the next Christian McCaffrey?
0: Who's but the next? Last exactly, exactly. You know, exactly.
1: you hit on you hit on that. You know, you can make it through the playoffs and championship if you're hitting the next guy, not the guy from last year. So, besides that guy having a great first name of Corey. I do like that that sort of
0: you know, looking two steps ahead, just for fun here, given that we are about to head into free agency here, Antonio Brown, is he going to be selected top five rounds? There's a lot of ifs there. Uh, if the bucks
1: sign him and they lose Godwin, then yes,
0: leaning more on a b, yeah,
1: yes. But, if they keep Godwin and sign him, I think you Godwin is a second third round pick, uh, and maybe Brown goes down the line a little bit, but I think yeah, he's he's still gonna get picked relatively, you know top eight rounds,
0: maybe a flex play,
1: you know, yes, he's okay. just uh, you know, it also depends on that contract. I noticed that they were they were giving him the ball, so he hit his contract goals, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think it was Bruce Arians that said he's all for players hitting their contract. Things. Yeah, just let he's me know just, about it. <laughs> yeah, he he's like, I didn't I just don't pay attention to it that closely. So you gotta let me know if you're close.
0: You know, and we were so close it was so close with Ronald Jones to hit that thousand mark. Now, obviously no bonus incentives were built in for that thousand yard run, uh rushing yardage, but uh would have been nice to hit that thousand mm-hmm. yards. I'm just saying. Let's get into our last and final exit interview question with you, Corey Lantini, assuming full redraft format in 2021. If everything stays the same today, this is pre-free agency. This is the same question I asked Corey yesterday. Which player gets your number one overall pick in 2021? Dalvin. Dalvin Dalvin Cook. Cook. Because McCaffrey shot you in the foot. Saquon Barkley shot you in the foot. He's, well, he's, (laughs) He's been hurt multiple times throughout his career.
1: You know, McCaffrey only had it this one year and just got two of them. But uh Saquon I feel like has missed a lot of time. Mm.
0: Well, it'll be uh it'll be interesting. I mean, I think they're still predicted uh, at least within fantasy uh you know redrafts. I think McCaffrey is still number 1, Barkley is still number 2. We'll have to see obviously as the season gets uh closer and as free agency and and all the acquisitions and after the draft obviously. Probably want to see where uh, uh, Harris from Alabama goes. You might want to keep very special attention to that, uh, especially if he's going into a prime uh, location where you need a starting running back. There's very few out there. Uh, Derrick Henry could definitely be a top pick yep. as well. I actually would go because I think I totally underestimated this guy, Clyde Edwards-Elair. And I'm Mm -hmm. telling you, man, if I could, I would skip the top five and I would go right into Clyde Edwards at what he's probably sitting around number six, number seven right now. And I would probably pick him up. That'd probably be my pick. Uh, I don't know why I don't
1: think of Derrick Henry in that like same echelon. He totally is. But I just yeah, he's he's kind of boring in terms of he's just like consistent and punishing and. He's not, like, uh, you're not getting any 99 yards runs out of him, but you you kind of do.
0: It's the I yards after contact, man. I mean, he's yeah. just a beast after yards after contact, and his yards per carry is just, it, it's just phenomenal. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. I mean, the guy is a cheat code across the board. I mean, you give the guy the, the ball, no matter what, he's tall enough to grab it. He mm-hmm. can. He's, he's a very good pass catcher, and he will run you over. It's like a mental block that I have. I don't know why. Well, I think it's the Titans.
1: I think it's the Titans overall. You're probably right. Yeah. I I don't look at them as.
0: Yeah. I don't know if I look at them as a premium team right now, even though uh, they were definitely up there fighting for a playoff spot. But yeah, no, I I don't, you know, I I don't look at them as a premium team, unfortunately, but Derrick Henry. Absolutely. One of the t- I think he actually was right below Alvin Kamara. Could have been Derrick Henry. I don't have the numbers in regards to the fantasy points coming out of 2020, but Derrick Henry was definitely top three, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, probably going up against Alvin Cook and Alvin Kamara heading out of 2020. Corey, thank you so much for joining me, man. That'll do it for us here on Bucks Nation. I want to thank my special guest, Corey Lentini. Corey, let everybody know how they can find you at Third Street Hooligans on
1: Twitter. Uh, that is at with third spell three R D S-T. Hooligans, ST Hooligans. It's an homage to uh, the movie green street Hooligans,
0: which That's is awesome. a
1: soccer movie.
0: Thank you so much for joining me. Really appreciate everyone else for joining us here on our exit interview, special series, all part of our commissioner's corner fantasy football segment. Stay tuned in each week as we continue to bring fantastic coverage from all angles, including fantasy football right here, on the Bucks Nation Podcast. If you want to submit a question, shout out, or comment, you could send us an email to our brand new mailbag at BucksNationPodcast at gmail.com. Leave us your name and a message, and I'll get it up on the air in an upcoming show. Leave us a review on Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you download and stream the Bucks Nation Podcast channel. Until next time, Bucks Nation, wave your flags high and fire the cannons. See ya.